Welcome to A Better Way Financial Radio with Frank and Nick Guida. But first up, uh, we got to talk about the huge elephant in the room, and that is not political. What I'm talking about is inflation, which is keep going up, and the Fed is getting aggressive with interest rate hikes, and the stock market is showing more volatility. But analyst Eddie Gabor tells Fox Business that he's looking for a silver lining. Look, I've been very vocal about this. I'm very rarely this bearish, but this setup is one of the worst I've seen in my career. When you look at the overall dynamics here, I think right now our number one job needs to be protecting hard-earned capital Mm -hmm. and setting up for the next move to take advantage of some great opportunity. All right, Frankie, I'm going to throw this your way. So can you give me some examples of how you would protect capital and then look for opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple different ways that you can do this. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's a hard time to be invested. You know, you see the stock market going down, you see the bond market going down, you see interest rates going up. So there's a lot of bad things happening at once, as he was saying. But there is a silver lining. And one thing that most people fail to do is they fail to buy low and sell high. They often always do the opposite. They see their money coming down and they want to get out. They want to be out of the market, be out of anything that could make them money in the future and just be in cash where they're going to be losing value. And it's a scary position to be in because you don't know when you are going to get back in if you pull the trigger and take that money out of the market as you see it falling down. So one thing that we utilized here at A Better Way Financial is tactical management with computer algorithms. And utilizing those, it's designed to pull out of the market as the market is looking bearish and is designed to go back into it as it's looking more bullish and as the market looks like it's prone for growth in the long term. Another uh, financial vehicle that we utilize is fixed index annuities where you cannot lose money when the market goes down and you can only gain money when the market's going up. So by utilizing those two, you're pruning yourself for growth in the future of the markets. And it also significantly reduces your risk. So one of our clients who just came in a few weeks ago, Uh we were looking at his current portfolio before he moved over to us. Mm -hmm. And he has a decent sized portfolio. He has about 1.7 million saved that we could work with and invest for him. And of that 1.7, if the stock market were to crash like it did in 2008, he would have lost $670,000. Ouch. And that is a huge pill to swallow. You don't want to see that as you're going into retirement and as you're withdrawing income. You know, so when we rearrange the furniture, when we utilize the strategies that I just mentioned, we would have only lost 300,000 if the market were to go down 50% because he's not losing anything on the fixed index annuity side. And on the market money side, it's aiming to go into cash on the way down and then go back as the markets are pruned to go back up. Let me add to that too, Frankie. A lot of folks will sit there and say, oh, let me go to cash. Let me come out of the market. And you know, the problem with that is when do you go back into the market? Yeah. You know, and really the algorithms take care of that problem for you. Like a lot of our, our formulas right now, they're they're only got like 15, 20 percent invested. And, you know, they've got 80, 85 percent that are actually in cash waiting for the opportunity from when the markets are, are prone to go back and let the algorithms dictate when you're going to go back in. Because a lot of folks that come out of the market Well, they miss the upswing. They miss the times when the market goes back and then they see the market go back and then they get back in, but they miss that rise in their money. By utilizing the algorithms, you're you're taking 
that onus off of yourself and you're allowing it to be done by computer algorithms, which, you know, have been time tested over long periods of time where you have that opportunity to have that come in, you know, have your funds go back into the market at the right time so that you can actually get the gains of the market on the way up. So what was his reaction afterwards? You helped him out with this. Obviously, he had to have been ecstatic. Yeah, he was absolutely shocked that he could lose that much of his money just by leaving it in the current place where it was. You know, he he was like, that's way too much risk for me in my retirement. That's way too much risk to undertake at this time in my life. When you're in that accumulation phase and the market goes down by 50%, it hurts, but it doesn't hurt as bad as if you also need to take income from that as soon as you're in that position. So when you're in retirement, it's even more important to have more safety in your portfolio. And if this is something that you think is important for you, if maybe you're taking a little too much risk and you've been looking at your statements over the past few months and they've gone down a lot and you think that there's something that could help you, if there's something we could do to help you, just give us a call. Our number is 610-440-1700. We would be happy to analyze where your portfolio is currently at and see what we can do to lower some of that risk in your portfolio. A lot of folks have seen the markets go down and they're wondering right now, you know, should I sell? Because it's looking kind of bleak. You got a lot of people out there saying we're going to hit a recession, we're going to do this. That's why we're saying, you know what, take that decision out of your own hands and put it into the algorithms, the computer tested programs that can make those decisions for you and pull you out, like, you know, like a lot of our algorithms, like you said, are somewhere around 80 percent in cash, but they're ready to go back in the markets when the markets are prone to rise again. Mm -hmm. And a lot of folks will sit there and go, well, I think they're going to go down, but I don't know when they're going to go back up. And and a lot of the times they'll miss that, you know, and, and this gives you an opportunity to change it or to take that onus off of yourself and allow the algorithms to do it for you. You know, you said something in there earlier about uh, this guy came to you, but he came to you for a second opinion, right? That's what it sounded like. Yeah, he came to us. You know, he thought everything was working well in his portfolio. He thought he was taking an amount of risk that was comfortable to him, but he just didn't know until we looked through it for him. See, I find that so important is getting a second opinion. And we talk about this a lot about getting a second opinion on your portfolio and look what you found, look what he got with this second opinion, which is always so important to find out all this because. He didn't know. He could have lost a whole lot more money. So that is uh, kudos to you two. The number to get in touch with Frank and Frankie at A Better Way Financial one more time is 610-440-1700. And you get that complimentary portfolio analysis like we just talked about, a second opinion. But uh, one thing I want to talk again about is the pandemic. And we learned a lot about mortality on this pandemic. And that's apparently drifted into people rethinking their interests in long-term care insurance. Now, an article in Financial Advisor Magazine talks about inquiries from people 70 and up have increased, where the normal clientele is usually between the ages of 48 and 62. Now, what kind of planning can you recommend for those who have put off these decisions? And is this a lesson for those nearing retirement? Well, you know, I got to tell you, Doug, we have a lot of clients. And we were just sitting with a client, nice couple, really nice couple. They've been clients of ours for, oh, half a dozen years or so. And they had come in and they had just inherited some funds. And their portfolio 
was it doesn't look like they're going to spend all of their portfolio money. Right. You know, and they they said to me, you know, as as we're talking about estate planning, we'd like to do something about legacy planning as well. And we're also, you know, concerned about long-term care as well. You know, so, you know, I kind of put the two of those things together and I said, you know, we can kind of combine those two thoughts. I said, you know, if you look at long-term care and and the rising prices of long-term care and long-term care insurance. There's a lot of problems with long-term care insurance. What's that? One of the problems is uh, so many folks, when they get into their 70s, are seeing these tremendous rate hikes that they never had before. You know, and they're getting 30% rate hikes, and then the next year, another 30% rate hike. You know, so they're seeing this type of thing, and, and it's painful for them. They're sitting there going, well, I paid for this thing this whole time. Now what do I have to do? I got to pay all this extra money now that it's coming closer at a time when I may actually use it, you know, and they're not happy about it. So what do they do? They either they're going to pay it or they're going to drop it and lose all the money that they put into it, or they're going to lower their benefit and lowering their benefit in a time when the prices are for everything is rising doesn't always make sense. So they asked me if I had another solution. I said, yeah, we do. We could look at life insurance with a long-term care rider. And, you know, we picked a number arbitrarily. We, we said, you know, what about 20% of the portfolio? And they said, well, it doesn't look like we're ever going to use this money ourselves. So it was about 350000 What we did was we put that 350000 into a second-to-die policy, okay. okay, which means that when they both pass away, the death benefit would go to their children, okay? Mm-hmm. But if either of them wound up in a situation where they couldn't do two of the six activities of daily living, basically needed long-term care benefits. They had tremendous benefits because they would be able to start taking the death benefit Ah. and using that during their living years to pay for long-term care benefits. So each of them wound up with, uh, well, the face amount of the the insurance itself was $565,000. And they were putting 350000 in. Remember, they're in their mid-70s. And each one of them then also had $283,000 each of long-term care benefit, or about $5,700 a month in benefit. So that, coupled with their other funds, really helped to take care of their long-term care benefit. And it increased their legacy that they could have go to their children. So the long-term care benefit is tax-free. They would receive those benefits tax-free. And if they never used them, their kids would get those funds, the death benefit, again, income tax-free. So what a wonderful situation for them, for money that they had that they weren't going to use. They were able to basically kill two birds with one stone. And uh, Frank and Frankie, there's something very exciting happening on the show, just talking about presidents and vice president in the works He's going to actually be on the show, Vice President Mike Pence. So that is really, really exciting that we get him on this show in the next couple of weeks. Well, that's exactly right, Dougie. You know, I was told because of the volume of production that we do and the radio show and all of that, that I was going to have an opportunity to interview Mike Pence. So that's coming up in in a few weeks, and uh, it should be quite interesting. I do intend to ask him some of the some of the tougher questions. You know, hopefully they'll right. let me ask them. Right, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, Mike Pence is is somebody. You know, the January sixth thing. He was there. He had to make a decision and. 
you know, some people feel that maybe he didn't make the right decision. I'm going to ask him a little bit about that. Also going to ask him about, you know, now that we have this 2000 mules thing and all of this uh, information coming out saying, hey, you know, this election, the results may not have been quite the way they came out uh, or should not have come out the way they I'm probably going to ask him something along those lines and ask him what should be done about that at this point or what he feels should be done about that you know if there are any of our listeners out there who have a question that they would like me to ask Mike Pence feel free to give us a call 610-440-1700 let us know what that question is and uh, maybe we'll get a chance to uh, to ask that question if they let me (laughs) (laughs) i'll be interested uh, (laughs) to see that one and uh if you have your own concerns about your own portfolios when you're calling just you know leave your name number and and we'll uh have a cup of coffee there you go have a nice little chat some coffee talk politics and also talk about your retirement because That is what we do on this show is educate you about your retirement. So I'm going to go right into this Social Security because, you know, choosing the right age to claim your Social Security is plenty hard enough. But the Motley Fool says it's even harder if you're married. And Frank and Frankie, why is that? Wouldn't you both either claim your benefits early or claim them later? What difference does it make whether you're married or single? Because I had no idea about that. Yeah, so there's actually two ways that you can get your social security if you're married. So you can either get it based on your own working status or you could get it based off of one half of your partner's status. Okay. So because of those two different ways, now it's not just based on yourself. If you were single your whole life, never married, never divorced, anything like that, it's just based on your working history. Gotcha. However, if you have that spouse and then you're also throwing a whole nother formula into the mix that makes it a little bit more complicated. So there's a couple nuances when you have a spouse or when you have an ex-spouse or a deceased spouse that are also calculated using different formulas. And because of that, it just makes it more complicated. So if you're married, let's say, you can take it whenever you want from 62 to 70 on your own working history. However, if let's say you wanted to take it based off of one half of your spouses, you couldn't do that until they took their own. So if they wanted to wait till 70, you couldn't take one half of theirs at your 62 if you guys were the same age. All right. So there's a couple nuances like that. If you, you know, are divorced, you know, you can actually take it on your former spouse as long as you were with them for 10 years and you didn't remarry. You can also take based off of their amount as well. And it doesn't affect their amount either, which is good to know. We had a couple come in a couple weeks ago and they were looking for assistance on when to turn on their social security and in this particular case he was about nine years older than she was okay. he already had his social security turned on and we were trying to figure out when should we turn hers on and right now she's 62 so she's eligible to turn it on at this point anywhere up until age 70. now these folks didn't have a lot of portfolio assets saved at this point And they weren't drawing very much from their portfolio, but we didn't want to deplete that portfolio. We figured it makes the most sense for them to turn on her Social Security income at age 62, let that keep providing that income until age 70, and then start pulling for inflation purposes from the rest of the portfolio. One of the reasons we did this is because, A, it fills that gap between now and 70. It fills that gap for income that they needed. Mm -hmm. And B when your spouse passes away 
you get to choose between the higher of your income amount and your spouse's income amount. It's not going to stay yours if yours is lower. So you're going to lose one of them, but you get to choose the highest of them at that point. And it makes sense because his was higher than hers to just turn hers on now and then eventually convert over to his full amount in the future. So let me ask you this. Have you seen people take their Social Security in the wrong time and then having to go back and fix that? Is it fixable, first of all? And if not, what can you do? It is an absolute mess (laughs) if you try to go back. You know, like let's say you wanted to wait till age 65 and then you find out, oh, I actually... You know, I I started taking it for three months. Now I have to give that money back. Now it's going to cause a whole problem. I have to find out exactly what the amount was, give it back to Social Security, change it. And you don't want that to happen. If you're not 100% certain, don't take your Social Security. If you don't know whether you should or whether you should not, you should speak to a financial professional who knows exactly the ins and outs of Social Security. Unfortunately, if you call the Social Security office, you're going to get three different answers from three different people. And it's not going to be good. So what you're going to want to do is if you want if you want to know what to do about your Social Security, give us a phone call. We'd be more than happy to help you decide when's the best time for you to take your Social Security. Our number is 610-440-1700. Once again, 610-440-1700. We'd be more than happy to help you in that decision because that's one of the biggest decisions in retirement is when do I take the Social Security? When's the best time for me? And when's the best time for my spouse if I have one? And how should I take it? Should I take one half of theirs? Should I take my own? And there's just a lot of questions and a lot of confusion on the topic. Find out more at abetterwayfinancial.com. Investment advisory services offered through a Better Way Financial LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. A Better Way Financial is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Frank and Nick Guida. NPN Insurance License Number 1978362 and Number 1636478.